From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. I apologize. I was ranting and raving. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to bring on the guys because the mute button was on the entire time, and I was ranting and raving. RP, let's bring you guys on. <laughs> uh, listen, I, let me say this real quick, RP. I, I'm going to sum it up in 20 seconds. I was just ranting and raving why I was pissed, and I was mute. I was on mute the entire time. We win three out of four. I really wanted the Carolina game so bad. It was the game I actually wanted to attend just like Scott did, and we're going to get him on, but – I did not like the move what the coach did. But hold, hold your thoughts, RP. Say hello to the people because we'll, we'll get you on first and we'll sound off. We'll get uh, Scott and Glenn as well. Say hello, RP. What's up, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, um, that, that was weird. Uh, I, I don't know what the thinking was with it. Uh, Gallant didn't want to address it. When he when he made the announcement to the media before the game, he said, I'm going with Gorgiev Gorg- and don't ask me why, and nothing else was said about it. There were rumors there were rumors that he wanted Gorgiev to play against D'Angelo. There were rumors that he wanted to win two out of three and felt he had a better chance with Chesterkin playing against Arizona. Uh, I don't know, but they won three out of four, and and the way they played in, in most of that game, maybe they would have won with Chesterkin, but I don't know. But, I, you know, something, he's pushing all the right buttons for the most part. They're, they're playing good hockey with a lot of little – some animosity and, and issues going on, and I, I can't really argue with it now that it's over with. That night when they made the announcement, I was like you and everybody else, just like, why and what the hell is he thinking and yada, 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 and all of that crap. So I, I don't really know what the thought was on it. Um, I mean, to me, it did show that I, I don't think Gorgiev is the backup for this team. I've been saying that a lot now. They, they just play differently in front of them. So, to me, that kind of proved the point. But, you know, something, I was ready to move on with it. They're they're playing really good. They're they're bouncing back, and they're not letting losses pile up. So, I moved on from it already. I I have it, and I got a lot more to say about that. Hold on, RP, (laughs) because I want to talk your uh, your article on Forever Blue Shirts on Chris Kreider and the Hart Trophy as well. We'll talk about that. Scott, what's up, man? Say hello, man. And uh, we got Glenn on. So, say something real quick, Scott. Say hello. We go to Glenn, and I want you to sound off on how everything went last Friday, man. How you doing, man? Good evening, gentlemen. Um, yeah, Steve, as you mentioned, yes, I was in attendance on uh, Friday night, and could have gotten it better. We'll uh, we'll get into all that. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, anything anything particular you want me to start off with? Oh, that no, game? I'll, I'll come back. At, I'll, I'll come back and ask you. I, I'll lay it out for you. Okay. You know, softball. You knocking out the park. Hold on, Glenn. Say hello to the people. Oh, man, I, I really want to hear your thoughts on this real quick. Say hello real quick, and we're gonna come back to you after we get this guy. How you doing, man? Hey, good, good, Steve. Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked when uh, I saw Georgia uh, <laughs> was gonna play that night, and I was even more puzzled when, uh, like you said, we we saw the reason, which was no reason. Don't ask. Um, 
you know, I mean, we'll talk about that game. I don't know what would have been different with just Durkin and Net, uh, but I'm I'm kind of like RP at this point. That is like, you know, I was three games ago. I'm kind of over it. And you know, I think last Tuesday we would have been happy with three out of four in that stretch, anyway. So you know, I was kind of say, huh, yeah, whatever, and we move on. But I can't wait to hear okay. what you got to say, Steve. Oh, oh shit, hell yeah. Um, wow, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 <laughs> thoroughly. Shocked still to this point because of the situation, who it was. I, RP, I'm going to come back to you, but let's start with Scott. Because, Scott, listen, I that was a game I wanted to attend. I wanted to fly to Riley for that. However, the flights were fucked up, all right? <laughs> you don't say it was cancellations this, cancellations that. Matter of fact, I saw your post about Delta. You know, it's, it's across the board. So all the airlines have just been jacked up for, like, the last month. Yeah, Delta, and to Delta me, is to me, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Delta is my uh, up until this season's Chris Kreider. <laughs> That's a good way to, I guess. Yeah, I was supposed I was supposed to fly out Friday morning, and then there was a storm coming there. So on Tuesday, I tried to uh, change the flight to Thursday evening, which after going through hell to get them to do it, they finally did it at no charge. And then three hours before the flight, they canceled the flight for quote-unquote weather, but meanwhile, no other airline had the same problem, and I booked another flight right away uh, with Mm. with United about two hours before the flight, and I I got down there uh, eventually, so yeah, I mean, it was... You guys watch it on TV. I mean, we own that arena, which was nice, but uh, you know, the game was another story. Um, They came out flat is... That's like, that's their MO, and you know, in, in I'm sure we'll get more into into this last week, but they did they did three games in a row, and that's it's kind of disturbing. They came out flat. They went down two goals or more in all three of these games: Toronto, Arizona, Carolina. Uh, you can do that against Toronto because their defense is suspect, and as you saw, the Rangers, you know, came back and took over that game. You certainly can do that against uh, Phoenix or Arizona, whatever they're calling themselves. Might as well start calling them Houston or Quebec. But you can certainly do that against them because they're garbage. You cannot do that against Carolina. You, you cannot spot them a two-goal lead, let alone a three-goal lead. And, you know, when it went, when it, you know, three-nothing, the Rangers got one back, and Carolina, you know, rather than get on their heels, came back and scored two. And then, of course, in the third period at 5-1, Rangers got two. Uh, you know, that that really didn't let us back into the game. All that did was just put Ranger fans' eyes back on the screen for a couple minutes. Uh, and then Carolina, again, didn't fall back on their heels. They took it right back to the Rangers and got a sixth. So you cannot do that against a team like Carolina. I've been saying it all year. You know I've been saying it all year. I believe they are the best team in the league, if not even arguably one of the top three. I think they're number one. Uh, they are complete top to bottom. They are a perfect team top to bottom. And you cannot spot them. You cannot come out flat. You cannot be two nothing, you know, before the game is ten minutes old. You, you cannot beat them. They're they're just not going to blow a multi goal lead like that. And um, you know, I think the Rangers did play pretty well in the second half of the game, but they didn't even outscore Carolina in the second half of the game. It was three three, you know, maybe four three Carolina, depending how you want to look at it. But uh, you can't do that. Um, you know, when that game went two nothing, it was over. Period. You know, uh, not all teams, you know, even, even some of the better teams you can come back on, like like Toronto, for example, but you can't do that. So it was a pretty frustrating game because, you know, the game was, in reality, was pretty much over halfway through the first period. 
But, now, um, Scott, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I got a question for you before we go to RP on this, because I, I got to, I got to, we got to dig deeper from the fan level. Of course, we're the Believe Blue Show. We are the probably the most fan-driven thing in sports in, in New York. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do. It's not just talk sports, but we are real fans, go to games, no matter what part of the country or continent. This is what we do. So I need to get the perspective from you on how, you know, when you went to North Carolina, the hell that you got, the hell you went to get to North Carolina through flight changes and all that. But I want to know your exact thought process when you found out Gorkiov, I, well, I saw the post, or your post about it or your message about it, but what was going through your mind? Because to me, the, I'll say it like this for me, I was furious because I said we lost. Like I, like this was before, like an hour before the game when I found out, I said, we lost, this, we're not winning. And I'll, I'll tell RP why, how I thought about the magnitude of a regular season game. But your thoughts is when you found out, do all the hell to get down there just to find out backup goalie? Really? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I saw your post on that. I saw everybody's angry post. I'm with you 100%. I, I don't understand the logic at all. You got back-to-back games. You know, you're on the road you know, in, in what we, we, you know, should be two of the absolute premier powerhouse matchups. You know, this was, uh, the, you know, this was Tyson Lennox Lewis, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Tyson Holyfield, uh, yep. you know, facing off and you don't start your arguably best goaltender in the league. And, you know, the whole back-to-back thing doesn't make any sense because they're playing literally the worst team in the league the next day. You know, anybody right. could have started. So I don't understand the logic there. I really don't. Um, you know, that being said, and yes, you, you know, we've heard they play better in front of this one. They play different in front of that way. You know, it, that being said, your gift wasn't terrible. I mean, a lot of those goals was just Carolina being Carolina, you know, at least the first couple that pretty much deflated the game. They weren't really bad goals. Maybe, you know, Igor is just a better goalie. Maybe he comes up with a way to stop him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the whole flow of the game is different. I don't know. Don't like the decision, but that being said, you know, the Rangers play, the Rangers didn't help them. You know, they did not help out their goaltender at all in that game. Um, and they, you know, the shots were, I don't remember what they were, but I remember looking up at one point and, um, you know, maybe six, seven, eight minutes into the game, the Rangers had two shots. And I mean, that's just, you know, that's unfortunately become too much of a, uh, of a routine for them. And you can't do that against a, a very good team like that. Um, and, you know, the, Whoever's starting, you know, again, I don't agree with the decision, but I, I, and, and I don't necessarily think it was the reason that they lost because I don't think the goals were that terrible, but they didn't, give, they didn't help out their goaltender. They let the goaltender out to dry by having such an awful, awful first half of the first, you know, pretty much whole first period. Um, and, you know, you can't really blame him, but, you know, who knows if with Igor in there, it's a, it's a different game. It should have been Igor. You know, the way Gallant said it, maybe there's something we don't know. I don't, who knows? Uh, but whatever, you know, if, if there was no underlying reason and if, there, you know, maybe, maybe he was, you know, in, in some kind of day-to-day injury that we didn't know about, who knows? But if there were no factors like that, then, yes, it's the, really the first thing of Gallant's done all year since he got here that I actually question and scratch my head about. So, you know, did not like the call and – you know, pretty much thought that was the game going in. And, you know, turns out it was, but I, again, I can't really pin this one on, on, on Georgiev. Okay. Shout-outs to Scott. Let's go to RP. Now, RP, I got to lay this out for you the way 
I saw it over the weekend. You know, you know how furious I was. I I, I messaged you. I said, "Dude, what the hell's going on? Do you know something?" <laughs> I know. I said, "I thought RP was a part of a Ponzi scheme." Like, yo, what are you throwing games away with with Gallant? Like, I, I he, he has a message. You can see the receipts. But but RP, I I, it, I was so furious. You know, Chris of the Bleed Blue Show, the co-host for the football show. I hit him up. I said, "This game, like like perfectly," and I'm gonna use a similar analogy. Um, he said Tyson Lennox Lewis. This game to me, and I had to explain it to Chris because Chris is not necessarily a hockey guy like we are guys on this show. This game reminded me of like if for the Knicks, like in basketball terms, we the '91 Knicks. If you remember, if you followed the Knicks back then in 1991, the Knicks were up and coming like the Rangers are right now, and we were going up against the up and coming Bulls. Like Scott compares the Hurricanes as the top team in the league right now. That's the Bulls, and that's like Pat Riley putting Patrick Ewing on the bench and going starting with Herb Williams. I had to explain it to Chris like that. <laughs> That's how bad the fucking move was. Even but, I get that one. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. That's exactly what it was because you have two up-and-coming teams, Stanley Cup, probably going to meet in somewhere down the line in the playoffs at this projection. But RP, if Shesterkin wasn't hurt, all right, I, I just don't get it. And on top of that, RP, um, Carolina has played fewer games than the Rangers at this point. Are we not trying to get a top seed, a top ranking in the in the Metro or the the East? Like it didn't make sense. But your thoughts on that? And also, if you want to dive into your article with the Hart Trophy with Kreider, and can Kreider keep this up? And now that's the tricky thing about this. He's on fire. This is his best season ever. Can he keep it up? That's. That's my question for you, and going back to your article on Forever Blue Shirts. Your thoughts, sir, I got to hear you out, and I definitely got to get Glenn's thoughts on this whole situation, because I'm still not over it, man. <laughs> I think, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I think Gallant did not want to show his cards early. You guys may think I'm crazy, but you're not going to get first place or lose first place in a game in early January. And I think Gallant, I, I can't argue with him because he's pushed every right button. And you want to know something? Yeah, we lost the game. You want to know something? Four shots on goal in the first period is one of the reasons why they lost the game. They're a horrible first period team. Seven shots on goal against Toronto the game before. You you just can't – it's more than just goaltending sometimes. And and, and these last three games, it's that – and then Arizona, four shots on goal in the first period. I don't care who you have in that. You're giving the other, you're giving the opposition opportunity to blow you out in the first 20 minutes. It cannot continue. And I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of reasons, and I could be totally wrong. I just think Galant just figured everybody and their mother thought Chesterkin was playing in that game. So I'm going to throw a wrench in it, and I'm going to start with Gorgiev who he has said he has total faith in. So maybe that was a way to show Gorgiev, I got faith in your brother, go in there, do your thing, and let's see what happens. Uh, Rangers Twitter and Steve and, and Scott and Glenn are like, that's ridiculous, get every point you can and all, and, and I agree with all of that. But I truly think there was nothing wrong with Chesterkin, there was no injury, they would have to report it, they're not going to start that hiding injury crap. He was fine. He was set to go the next night in Arizona, and he played. So I don't think it was an injury at all. I just think he went with a hunch. Did he decide it right beforehand? 
before the press conference, or do you decide it after the Toronto game, or who knows? But I don't think, <laughs> as much as I want them to beat the hell out of Carolina, I just don't think it's as devastating as a loss, considering how well they're playing. Now we play them three more times, once in March and two times in April, totally different ball game. The game's in hand, Steve. It's all going to catch up in February with all these makeups. And where we stand is where we stand. They just need to keep winning the way they're winning, and they're going to be fine. They play excellent on the road. They're playing great at home. They're playing really good at home. I think they have points in 15 or 17 home games. I'm not worried about it. So, you know, at the moment, yeah, I was totally pissed about it and confused about it. But the more and more I looked at it, and then when the weekend ended and the weekend, you know, three out of four, playing good hockey and so forth, I, I just don't think it's as big a deal as everyone thought. I think there was a lot of hype going into that game, two powerhouse teams and all. But Chester could have played that game, and the Rangers were going to lose. They just they need to have better 20 minutes. This is like Steve a couple of years ago when, when Lundqvist was still playing all the time, and you and I would joke around, hey, we even sit down and crack a beer for dinner, and the Rangers were down 2 nothing. It, it The first period, they're like that. They're very, very flat. I don't know why. I don't know what more the coaching staff can do. He's, he's changing lines to try to get offense. He put Panama with Devanajad, and that was a total epic failure uh, last game. I mean, the team had one shot on goal in the first 10 minutes. It, it, it's a problem that's, it, that's becoming something other teams are noticing, and it's something that the Rangers are going to have to address and figure out because, you know, the, the more better quality hockey teams you play, the more they're going to take advantage of you in the first period. You know, you used to say, well, you really can't lose a game early on if you keep it close, but you, you can't. You can't score if you don't shoot. And this is with power plays and all. So it's definitely something that we all wanted to see Shesterkin play in that game. But I just didn't. Once the dust settled down and I stopped going on Twitter and watching everybody's meltdown, look, he's the head coach. You you can't, as much as you want to knock him, you look at their record, and I think he's earned the right to either make a mistake or take a gamble or, or take a chance. And you've you got to take the good with the bad. So if that's his worst move that he's made all year, I, I can accept that and I can live with that. They're, they're playing phenomenal hockey, you know. So we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, Steve wanted to know about my uh, my article for Chris Kreider for Forever Blue Shirts today. And I've yep. bashed him for enough over the last couple of years, have I not, Steve? This is what he deserved. Everybody on this line and has. I tell you, I got news here. What you mentioned and said about will he slow down, Mm-hmm. without an all-star break, well, not an all-star break, without an Olympic break where they're going to keep playing and keep playing, I, I don't think, I don't see him losing that confidence and momentum. He's going to go to the all-star break, he's going to have a good time, they're going to play, they're going to score some goals, whatever, and then instead of having two weeks off or not going to China, he's going to go right back into his regular routine and schedule and games, and I, I think the schedule, as tight as it's going to be, favors the Rangers in that part. Uh, from a, uh, I, I think he absolutely deserves to be in the Hart Trophy conversation. I mean, the Hart Trophy is all about leading your team, and he's doing that. I mean, without the C on his chest, with the C on his chest, doesn't matter. At this point, I hope they don't give him the captain now. Who needs that extra pressure? He's playing playing so well. I mean, he's doing everything. He, he's become the guy that you want to see on the ice in a close game. You know, a 2-1 win, lead or a 2-1 deficit. You, you want to see Kreider on the ice. And, and that's something we really haven't said or looked for over the last couple of seasons, if not for most of his career, because he's 
always been that inconsistent player. But, you know, the hard trophy is the player to be a judge to the most valuable to his team. Who else would be right now than Chris Kreider? So I wrote the article just just out of respect because I've been bashing him so long. I figured I'm going to write something really positive and good about him because it's something I really believe. He's played really well. I mean, 30 goals right now. The, the guy's got an awesome shot at 50, if not 55. If he keeps consistent, if he keeps fun in the back of the net, I mean, he's, he's just a monster in front of the net. You, you look at the goals he's scoring. He's scoring from two, three feet in front of the goalie. Deflections, uh, upper corner shots. I mean, you, you can't ask any more. And, and he plays so well with the manager. It's, it, it's great. I mean, it, it's an enjoyable thing to watch. He's being productive. He's being leaned on in every way imaginable and coming through. So I, I thought it was a good story to write. I, I believed in it. And it uh, looks like a lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely very positive. We've killed him, Scott, and everybody. Now, Glenn, let's get your thoughts. You know, Kreider, your thoughts on that up until this point, Hart Trophy uh, candidate, but also your thoughts on the games, uh, the Leafs, the Canes, uh, the Coyotes, the Kings uh, win last night um, in the shootout. It was a very good shootout. Um, what are your thoughts? And what what was your going through your mind on Friday? Because me, it were it really ruined my Friday. I'm going to say week, honestly, as far as that was the game of the week. It was the game of the week in any sport. Like, for me, for the teams I root for, that was the game. I was waiting for that. And I I think sometimes some players, they know when you go to war, you go to war with your best men. And I think maybe they were – when they – they're not going to say this publicly. I think when they saw that the other guy was in that – they didn't have that energy. I could be wrong, but I know me and somebody like myself, like if we're going to war with our best men and we don't have our best men out there, it's kind of like, what the fuck, dude? But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I- I'll get into that more when I speak. But your thoughts on Kreider and, um, you know, your thoughts on the games over the week, and especially the Hurricane game. All right, well, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the games first. I mean, I-, I think when we were signing off last week, we were all figuring that it was going to be Shesterkin against uh, – Carolina and uh, Georgiev on Saturday against uh, Phoenix. So uh, when I saw Shesterkin was going to be starting, or um, Georgiev was going to be starting against Carolina, I was pretty shocked. I mean, first thing I thought is, oh no, there's something wrong with Shesterkin. And then the, uh, you know, the it, it was just a matter of uh, you know uh, Gallant saying, don't ask why. Um, so whatever that meant, I was surprised that they didn't kind of press it a little bit more and they kind of obeyed him. Uh, but, uh, you know, the way they played that night, Steve, I, I don't know if they would have won with Shesterkin in either. Um, I mean, they, they were just overwhelmed for to me for the majority of the game. Um, I mean, when I heard Georgia was going to be starting, I was pretty much, wow, this, well, we're not winning this one. But, um, right. you know, I mean. But, let, but let, 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 uh, real quick, real quick if, we're, if we as fans think that, what do you think the players are thinking? You don't think they're – I know they're playing hard, but they got to be, like, mentally, man, we ain't got our best guy in that. Like, I think they were – some of them were probably thinking that. I think so. What, well, are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, I don't know about that. I, I think I it's different with yeah. the teammates and the players. You know, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. think that at all. I, I think that these guys are going to gonna play their game regardless who's behind them. You know, not to cut you off, but when I say the team plays better in front of Chester, and that, that's something different, but – Whoever's in net behind them, these guys are going to come out playing just as hard. They, they know what's going on in practice, what we don't know. They know what's being said in the locker room, what we don't know. That's just when the announcement was made. I mean, for all we know, Gorgiev knew he was playing two days before. 
and Gallant just didn't say anything. So I, I don't think it's as, as dramatic as that. Fan, you know, fans and, and us are a lot different than the guys on the ice and in the locker room. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I, sorry about that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. uh, yeah, I would agree with RP. I mean, we don't know what's going on in the dressing room. We don't know what's being talked about. Um, you know, I, I had also heard that, uh, you know, they were talking about Gallant wanted to at least split the, the Friday-Saturday games and uh, uh, figured that if uh, uh, Shesterkin started on Saturday, that was a sure win, uh, and then hoped that, uh, you know, maybe you get lucky with Georgiev in. I mean, I'll kind of echo what Scott said, that I don't think Georgiev really played that bad uh, in that game. I mean, I don't know if they would have won with Shesterkin in because, let's not forget, they fell behind 3-1 to one against Toronto with Shesterkin in, and they fell behind 3-1 to one against uh, Arizona with Shesterkin in. So, you know, they were lucky enough to be able to come back against those teams because, as we say, you know, Toronto's kind of soft on defense and, and Arizona's Arizona. But you're not going to do it against a team like Carolina. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it was just getting in the hole early. They weren't getting shots. Uh, uh, Carolina is just relentless. Uh, you know, they're, they're a, a mirror image of their coach, if you guys remember Brindamore playing. I mean, they're like 18 Rod Brindamores out there on the ice. They don't let up for anything. And, frankly, in the third period, I thought they did a little bit. And that's what allowed the Rangers to, to creep up and make it 5-3 and maybe make it a little interesting. And then uh, I think they said, all right, enough of this and uh, kind of went back to that relentless play, and, you know, the game was over. That was the end of the Rangers' chances. But, um, you know, in hindsight, if I say, all right, we won three out of four, your game wasn't that bad, uh, the team as a team didn't play well, they've been getting off to horrible starts in the first period. You know, if I, if I look back 2020 and, and kind of put it all in perspective, I, I think that's why I was saying, uh, you know, it's one game. Uh, I'm over it. But uh, I would hope that they learned a lot from that game. And the next three games coming up against Carolina, we're going to see a, a different Ranger team uh, because we, we saw how Carolina just goes and goes and goes. They pin you in deep. Uh, they they forecheck. They backcheck. Um, and the Rangers have to have it in their head now. We can't afford to, to uh, you know, fool around with these guys and fall behind two, three goals because then it's game over. So, you know, I, I guess I'm looking at it in that way that, uh, you know, all, all things considered, they went three out of four. We probably would have been happy with that last Tuesday. The circumstances were a little weird, but, uh, you know, they got three out of four. So that's, uh, you know, why I'm feeling pretty good about that right now. As far as Kreider goes, I mean, I think we can all agree that he's kind of the de facto captain of this team right now. Uh, uh, Truba, too, as well. Truba has really stepped up as well. He's, he's shown uh, what we were expecting when uh, when he was signed from Winnipeg. He's been great. But, uh, you know, I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine last night after the game, and we were talking about the good thing about this team is it's like they can they can almost lose anybody except maybe Shesterkin. Uh, for a little while and still be okay. And, uh, you know, then we kind of decided, well, you know, Kreider would hurt too. Uh, and and I think that, you know, if you're looking around the league for early heart candidates for the MVP, you might have to look at either one of those guys uh, because if they – if they look at the MVP as, as what it really should be, who's the, uh, the, the most valuable player on 
a, a particular team, um, you know, usually they go with the big numbers and, you know, dry side has got numbers, but hey, Kreider's right up there in the numbers too. And uh, I, I think that a couple of the early favorites for MVP would be Shesterkin and Kreider. I mean, he's, uh, he's a totally different guy. I loved what he said in the, in the post game, I think it was after the LA game where somebody asked him about his scoring and he said, I'm just the last point of a team goal. Uh, so that kind of shows you where his head is right now. And uh, I'm sure all you guys saw a, a very interesting article uh, about him in the uh, New York post last week where, uh, you know, he really, he really kind of got into why he's playing so well this year and what some of his hangups were that, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't need to uh, seek validation anymore that he was kind of looking into different places for validation of the way he played and what he did. And now he's just kind of looking more inside. And it was a real interesting article of, of uh, you know, what his thinking has been and what it is now. And uh, you know, after I read it, I was like, I mean, that almost explains everything. Uh, so, you know, it's something that we kind of all thought and he just confirmed it that, uh, you know, he's, uh, uh, looking at everything from a different perspective this year, and it's certainly showing on the ice. So, uh, you know, I don't know what more, you know, Scott and I have both been very critical of him in the past, and uh, I I can't praise him any more than I have this year. He's a totally different player. All right, cool, Glenn. Thank you very much. Let's go to Scott, and then we're going to bring on Don after that, bring on Donald. Uh, Scott, let's get your thoughts on this because uh, – I guess my other question, I mean, actually, I'll throw this at you, Scott, and Don, and then we'll go to RP on this. Okay, so if we're going to go with that route, what happened on Friday, Do are we really conscious about winning the division at this point, or it doesn't matter? Because the, because the part of the other equation I did not say to RP and Glenn before when I spoke is that Carolina has more games to be made up. And does that matter to the Rangers? Does that, does that matter to you as a fan? Does home ice actually matter? Because that does go a long way. Because Carolina also had a back-to-back games as well. They went the next night and lost to Jersey. So, uh, Scott, any additional thoughts and your thoughts on – oh, man, I got to hear this about Kreider <laughs> from you. And then um, <laughs> anything else <laughs> from you. And then we'll bring on Donald and then go to RP. Well, uh, we'll start off with my thoughts on Kreider. Uh let me do a quick impression for you. Um, I'm going to do John Amos's uh, Cleo McDowell from uh, Coming to America. What? I like the boy. <laughs> oh, wow. Tough crowd. Rest I, I got to try to laugh. Rest Thank in peace, you, Larry by the way. Sounded better in my head. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, hey, I mean, it's, it's like we've been saying for, for years. Um, you know, it's funny. One, one of my friends was giving me some crap about it, saying, hey, Kreider finally proved you wrong. I'm like, no, it's actually the exact opposite. He proved me right. I'm like, we knew the skills were there. Like, like this is what he should have been doing his whole career. You know, we knew the skills were there, the size, the speed, the, the talent, everything. He had every, every tool you could play. You know, most guys only have two or three of those tools uh, and, you know, and, and hope to succeed. He's got all of them. Um, you know, he's like, I guess the, I, I think there is an actual term five-tool player. I know you hear it in baseball. I don't know if you hear it in hockey. But, uh, anyway, I mean, he's got it all. And, you know, what he didn't have was the, the effort, the work ethic, the consistency to do it night in, night out. And this is the first year in his entire career where he's 
put that effort in every night, game in, game in. And look at that. He's leading the league in goals and, and a serious conversation now in, in the heart, uh, in the heart trophy conversation. So yeah, no, he proved us right in that we knew if he could do this on a nightly basis, he'd be an 80, 90 point guy. And he's going to, you know, knock on wood unless he, you know, reverts back to his old ways, which I don't see it happening because, you know, he's had good starts before, but then he would crap out after 10 games, 15 games, and then give you the one, one, two, every four games, whatever, you know, and, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that if it hasn't happened, you know, 40 games into the season, I think this is, um, you know, I forgot who said it, RP, Glenn, but this is a different Kreider than we've seen since 2012, and it really is. You know, he's happy. He's confident. I don't know if he just respects Gallant. He likes Gallant. Maybe Gallant scared him, um, you know, by threatening him with the fourth line or benching. I don't know. But whatever whatever the dynamic there is, um, and I got to believe that that is the difference. I mean, you know, we, we've had plenty of coaches. Nobody, you know, in, in the last – Three coaches, Quinn, A.V., uh, Tortorella. Nobody was really the perfect fit for this team, and Gallant really appears to be. Um, so for whatever the reason, there there is some kind of dynamic there, and this is the Kreider that, uh, you know, we, we all knew he could be, and that's why it was so frustrating, and that's why we got on him. You know, if a guy just doesn't have that kind of talent and skills, then, yeah, we'd be very, very happy with, uh, you know, 40, 50 points a year. Um, but, you know, for a guy that's supposed to be, the numbers he's putting up this year, it was very frustrating. So, yes, we're, we cannot praise him enough. I cannot praise him enough because uh, this is what we were, we were hoping um, – we're very frustrated that we didn't get this version of Kreider, and we're finally getting it now. Um, that being said, it arrives at the perfect time. You know, this is the beginning of, uh, you know, hopefully a, uh, whatever you want to call it, hopefully a, maybe we are, whatever, uh, the Stanley Cup contending team that they've been building. This is it. You know, it's go time, and, and, and he's right there. So it, it, it's very good. Now, as for that Carolina loss, um, yeah, it's, I think RP said it's, it's just one loss, big deal. Um, which is true. But that, that being said, I would have liked to have gone a little more toe-to-toe. I mean, they pretty much hit the ice and bowed down before Carolina, really. Uh, you know, it seemed like almost like they were either in awe of Carolina or they just couldn't skate with them, and they knew it for whatever reason. They were just not in that game from the opening faceoff. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with losing, but I would have liked to have lost a little more competitively. But that being said, it is one game. Moving on. And even though it was Arizona, they responded very, very well. Um, and the Kings game last night was was nice. It's always nice when you're losing a, you know, to, to get out of there with a win when you're going down, when you're down and coming into the third period. That was nice. So the one thing that all these four games, five games, the, you know, the last uh, four or five games have in common is that they have been coming back from bad starts. So that's great. That shows the resiliency. That shows the heart. That being said, like I said earlier, I'd appreciate it if they would stop doing that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, maybe get the lead more often than not, or at least, you know, give me, give me 12, 13 shots in the first period, you know, whatever the score is, it is. But if, you know, if the effort's there, if the offense is there, so be it. Um, so it is only one loss. They are obviously going to play them uh, again. They're going to play them three more times. You know, they're, they're taking notes. They're scouting. So uh, I don't think you'll see the same result next time out, no matter who's in net. But um, it's just one loss at the end of the day. Uh, the, are we talking about last night's game, too, or is that uh, the next round? Yeah, yeah, 
bring it up. Yeah, feel free to talk about it when we go to Donald after that. Okay, yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah, end of the game, you're losing in the third period. I mean, the Kings are a good team. They're in third uh, third place in their division, so that's a playoff team. Um, oh, and one, one more thing about the Carolina game. Um, the one thing is that they, they you, you know, when we were talking about three weeks a month ago, there was the question that, okay, the Rangers are beating up on the crappy teams, but they're not beating the good teams, the, you know, the top-tier teams. Now they've started to do that, which was great. Tampa, uh, well, Ed, Edmonton. Not anymore, but, uh, you know, Edmonton, uh, you know, uh, San Jose, uh, Toronto. you know, the, the Toronto. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, they're, so they're starting to beat some of the more top tier teams. So, you know, again, that's just, even though it is only one game moving on, it, it would have been nice to have at least been a little more competitive there against one of, if not the best team in the league, um, you know, to help thank try you. and shed that, uh, you know, that block uh, of are they breaking down that barrier, beating the best teams, or are they not? Are they knocking on the door? So that would have been a nice statement, but it wasn't meant to be. So be it. So, um, you know, last night was nice. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I want the shootout gone. It served its purpose. It was brought in in 2006 for a reason to, uh, you know, put some butts back in the seats with something exciting. That's fine. I liked it. I liked it back then. Um, I'm a big proponent of getting rid of it. That being said, uh, that was one hell of a shootout. <laughs> Very entertaining. Um, it, it, you know, the shootout, love it or hate it, it is quality entertainment, and that was a great one. Um, you know, needing that last goal to tie it, to, pro- to prolong the game, not once but twice, and getting it. And then Fox with the winner. I mean, that was a, that was a phenomenally entertaining shootout. I got to give it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, give it credit there for uh, the entertainment value. Uh, that being said, I, I think it's served its purpose, and it's time to uh, get rid of it, or at least – uh, you know, maybe, maybe the whole points point system discussion is a discussion for another time. But in any case, it was a great shootout, love it or hate it. So it was nice. And again, you know, they're on a nice little stretch here, uh, four and one in the last five, I believe it is. So. All right. Steve, let, Steve, can I throw one, one more thing in here that I forgot to mention about Carolina? Uh, Real quick. Carolina went the way – Carolina went the way we thought uh, that the Rangers should go, which is play Freddie Anderson uh, against uh, the Rangers and go with a backup on uh, Saturday against the Devils. And uh, look how that turned out. (laughs) They wound up getting beat by the Devils 7-4. So, you know, same thing could have happened to us. We could have won a Carolina game, which is third and lost Arizona with uh, Georgia. We never know. That's my point. Exactly. The back-to-back situation. They, they're not worried about their backup uh, goalie losing the jersey. They're they're looking at us in the standards. It's about tiebreakers, man. And that's yeah. if you guys yeah. value the home ice. That's that's the whole point. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Let's go to Donald. Donald, yeah. what's your thoughts, man? Last four games, three out of four, but we have a lot of head scratching with the Carolina game and heavy talks with Chris Kreider, RP's article on Forever Blue Shirts. What's up, bro? How's all, all as well? And what's your thoughts, man, on, on these games and how, how, how they should have went, so on and so forth? Well, as far as the uh, the Carolina game, I mean, since you started, I mean, I, I I don't agree with Georgie Evan that on in that game at the wall. Like you said, you know, you start you start your best goalie against the better team. I mean, I I, I still head scratcher to me as far as that decision goes. Uh, as far as uh, the last four, the Rangers seem to have a problem with speed teams. Uh, anyone who has speed, we seem to have an issue with. Um, in the Kings game. Yeah, they come out, they come out flying, and all of a sudden we're down. You know, it's just they seem to have a problem with speed. Um, 
But the Carolina game, going back to that, again, goalie decision I don't like. Uh, I think we beat Phoenix no matter who's in that, honestly. I mean, put up seven goals against them for crying out loud. They're the worst team in hockey. They have ten wins. I just, I, I just, I can't get past that decision. But you know, we're looking good. Uh, as far as Kreider thoughts, I've always been a fan of Kreider. Always backed him. Um, you know, he's been inconsistent. A lot of people have a problem. They say he disappears and, and whatnot. But guy scored 28 goals, 27 goals his entire career. I mean, he's. Yeah, he probably I, – I think a lot of the F that do coaching, I mean, I think Tortorella ruined him. i, I got to be honest. I don't – not a fan of Tortorella, never was. Don't don't think he really uh, was good on our younger players, and that's when Kreider came up. I got like a beast in the playoffs that when he first got called up, scored seven goals, leading the team basically. Tortorella buries him on the bench. I, I think – and constant coaching changes with this team. And, I mean, we all know Quinn. I don't got to really go there. But, you know, I think uh, it's looking good. I think this is the cry that we, uh, we wanted, what we got in Boston. And, uh, you know, making me proud because, you know, my favorite, I thought. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're looking good. Team, team's looking special. I think we got to make a couple moves. Um, I'd like to get hurdle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> don't know if we Love to get hurdle. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'd love to get that, you know, that, that 1A center. Just don't uh, – I like Strom, but I'd, I'd, I'd rather him as a third-line center, to be honest. Um, you know, I mean, that's basically some of there. All right, follow-up question for me before we go back to RP. So do you think Kreider keeps this up because of the – you know, not playing in the winter hockey and the, the whole condensed games. You think Kreider keeps this up, or he's going to fizzle out? And then we go to RP. Uh, I think um, it, it, it's what do we got for over four games now? I mean, so you know, pretty consistent this season. So look, you know, they're getting him the puck. He's looking good. I can't can't complain. So I, I think we've had a pretty good, uh, you know, stand. The amount of games he's played where he hasn't fizzled out at all, I, I think he keeps it up. You know, like, like you guys were saying earlier, I think he's a contender for the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Again, I'm happy he's playing the way he is. I know a lot of fans are disappointed for a while, and they had, had the right. I mean, we expect more, obviously. But uh, I just think he brings. Even when the contract was coming out, and a lot of people were complaining about the contract and oh, we should have traded him. Like he brings a lot more to the team. Like he, it's not just not just the goal scoring and the points all the time. Like he uh, he's he's very good with the young players. You can see it on the ice. He always has been. And their record when he's not there is it's not very good. I mean, over the years, you you look at that. And I mean, the one year where the uh, I guess I believe it was the ankle, he disappeared as soon as he got hurt. It's, he just brings a lot more to the table to me. And I mean, I'm a little biased because he's my favorite player, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. I just I've always liked the guy. I always liked what he brought. Uh, you know, it's just he's he's just he's showing it this year, and I'm I'm happy about it. So. All right, cool. Don, thank you very much. Let's go back to RP, get your thoughts. Uh, RP, uh, upcoming games, 
uh, the Blue Jackets. Uh, we got also the uh, guy. Let's see, the, the Minnesota Wild. I think the Kraken's in there. RP, I think you wanted to do a video episode next week, but we got a post game versus the Florida Panthers, and Gorky off is going to start. Ready for that, man? <laughs> You're real optimistic over there, right? I tell you. Yeah, um, the Columbus game. Well, the Columbus game is the Columbus game. The, the trap game is Friday night's game. Hammer going Christmas time, and Zuccarello's in town. Minnesota's playing good. You know how it is after those long ceremonies. So the Rangers are going to have to try to find a way to sit for an hour and a half and then actually try to get a shot on goal in the first period. So they're just going to have to got to play better in the first period. It, it, it means it, it's such a difference when you can come out flying and confident as opposed to always playing from behind because eventually it's just going to bite you in the ass. The Rangers have been going through that, and they have to find a way to overcome it. Like you said, the Blue, the Blue Jackets, the Wilds, Sunday afternoon against Seattle, two out of three at home. They've been really playing well, very well at home, excuse me. So you, you expect, I know you're going to say, Steve, how many wins this weekend? And I always say in a three-game set, you like to go two out of three. Can they go three for three? Absolutely. Um, Thursday night, Chesterkin. Friday night, I'm sorry, Thursday night, Gorgiev. Friday night, Chesterkin. And the cracking game Sunday, you would think, is Chesterkin. But now we know that Gallant likes to screw around with me. So who knows who's going to start and go. It doesn't matter at this point. If you don't shoot, you're not going to win anyway. So forget about the goaltending. Um, and, and here's another thing really quick, because i, I got to cut out in a minute. You're about six weeks, seven weeks away from the trade deadline. The Rangers have to make a decision on what they're doing with Ryan Strong. Mm-hmm. Unrestricted free agent. You're either going to sign him or trade him. You're not going to let him walk. He's too valuable. You can get too much for him in return. The salary cap crunch is enormous the next couple of seasons with all these big contracts. We've been talking about it. But as days go on, Something's got to be decided on what they're going to do because they really can't make any other trades until you know what you're doing with Strom because of the salary. So you may, a reason why you may not be seeing Jory making any moves early with all these rumors going around is they really got to figure out what they're going to do because if they make a trade without deciding on Strom, they've made the decision. So uh, a lot of teams are looking for centers. A lot of teams are looking for goaltending. There's a lot out there. The Rangers are absolutely buyers this year. We're not sellers, thank God. So uh, we're just going to have to wait and, and see what happens. And, and really quick, Steve, as always, follow me on Ranger Proud on Twitter and Facebook. My story is on Empire Sports Media and for the blue shirts. I appreciate the support and the form here with you, Steve, is always great. So uh, thank you. Sorry i got to cut you guys off short, but 4 o'clock is coming kind of early, so I'm going to go crash out. You guys have a good night. We'll see you next Tuesday for the post game versus the Panthers next Tuesday night, huh? You got it. I'll be there. All right, man. Ranger Proud, Forever Blue Shirts, Empire Sports Media, man. We're going to get some final thoughts as well. Let's go back to Scott, man. Get your final thoughts, man. Man, you know, Scott, we were talking, and then we get Glenn and then Donald will wrap up. Scott, your final thoughts, man. Um, Man, did you get a partial refund after that being just finessed? Uh, what happened on Friday? No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> but your final thoughts, sir, because I couldn't, because you know how I think, Scott, as far as I'm, I'm fan-driven, I would have been livid if the hell to get down there 
to know my number one goalie, that these are the top two goalies in the league. This is Tyson Lewis, like you said. This is Nick's Bulls in the 91 season. This was the game. If we were waiting for this game for a long type of time, you know, a long time in the regular season. And this is the team that knocked us out of the bubble, um, you, know, you know, for the most part. But go ahead, final thoughts, Scott. I, I, I just feel bad. I, I, if you don't feel bad, I shouldn't feel bad. But I feel bad for fans who go out of the way like that to get kind of almost finesse, dude. But I'll let you speak for yourself, man. I, that shit gets me emotional, man. Well, first of all, uh, I will stick to comparisons and metaphors um, and do away with impressions from now on. Let me just get that out of the way. And um, no, you know what? Um, it, no, I'm not upset. Um, and here's why: I went down there Thursday night to Sunday. Um, I got a good friend of mine who lives near the city. I used to live down there in '05 and '06. I don't know if I ever told you that I used to work for the Hurricanes. I think. We, I think I did. I think we, we, we covered that mm-hmm. when, when you did that interview with me a couple months back. Um, so I had a very good friend of mine who, you know, who lives about a half hour from the city, from Raleigh, and stayed with him and his wife um, for the three days. I hadn't seen him and you know, one of my best friends. So the game was Friday night. Yeah, the game was terrible, but then, you know, we had a nice, a nice weekend. Um, it was nice to go to a game with him because I've been going down to those games there. Uh, but I moved back here in 2006, and for the for the past you know 10, 15 years, I've been coming down to visit him. We've been going to games, and for the last decade, I've been dragging him to these games against his will because you know the Canes have been terrible and the Rangers have been decent. And you know I actually have a very good record in that building, so I was dragging him to those games when he didn't want to go. So this year, he actually did want to go. So it, the game didn't you know I didn't go down there specifically for that game. So, mm. you know, I know a lot of people did. I know a lot of people from the, from the Ranger groups and whatnot did probably went back the next morning and they were probably very upset. Me personally, not so much because I had, um, you know, other intentions on that trip and it was just good to catch up with, uh, you know, with one of my best friends. Um, and it was good to see him, you know, does not like me to say this, but, you know, kind of, kind of, I'm, not, I'm not happy the Rangers lost, but I'm glad that uh, that you know he finally got to see a win in all the games we've been going to so um yeah it didn't uh, it didn't really bother me uh so much um i'm sure you know most of the other people that made the trip can't say the same thing um it, it's one thing um that we didn't get to um uh, on this call surprising nobody brought up the uh the brendan lemieux hit uh from last night uh, and yeah. i guess that'll be my my final thing, you know, I've been watching that. Uh, I watched it repeatedly, and I keep going back and forth on my opinion on that. Um, at my first glance, honestly, I didn't think it was that bad of a hit because I think that uh, um, that that Lindgren was was had his side to him when Lemieux committed to that hit and mm-hmm. and decided mm-hmm. he wanted to hit him. Lindgren had his side to him, and it kind of turned as Lemieux was already in the hitting mode, turned and you know turned his back to him. So my first impression was that well he kind of turned, and it was just an unfortunate crush into the boards. I don't think he meant to hit him in the back, but then I watched it again, and Lemieux hit him hands first rather than shoulder, which means. Lemieux had time to realize that it was his back. Because if that was shoulder, you know, if Lindgren had his shoulder first and it was a side-to-side hit, he wouldn't have led with his hands. He wouldn't have led with his shoulder or elbow if he was going to be dirty, but not his hands. So the fact that Lemieux did hit him hands first, it was a shove, meaning he did have time to react to him, to Lindgren having his back to him, and it was hands first, and it was, yes, 
in that case, it was a dirty hit. So I was kind of going back and forth. Uh, I think they got it right. I think five in the game, sure. I don't even know if I would have given them five in the game, but everybody's, you know, screaming for a suspension. I don't really think it was suspension warranted because I think it's, you know, we use the term questionable. We've been using it a lot for for Subban, but I think it was questionable at best. And like I said, I had to watch it about five times, and I flip-flopped back and forth. So regarding that hit, I, I think it was a, was a tad dirty. I don't think it was one of the harder, dirtier hits that we've seen. So I think they got the call right. We got a five-minute major out of it. I don't think he needed to be suspended for it. Man, Scott, man, thank you for sharing your road trip, uh, sharing your fan experience, of course, here on the Ring Podcast with Ranger Crowd, and always good catching up with you, and then positive things about Kreider, man. This, man, this is a new year, man. <laughs> this, this is fantastic shit. Credit where it's due, my friend. Credit where it's due. Credit where it's due, man. Come on, let's get final thoughts from you, and then we go back to Donald and get his final thoughts, man. I, the, the first thing I got to ask Scott is, if, if you work for the, the Hurricanes in 06, do you have a ring? No, no, I, I, I was, you know what I did? I was a low, I technically, I didn't technically work for the Hurricanes. I worked for the arena. It was the RBC center. Okay. They called it back then before. Um, I was the changeover crew. I was one of those guys that, uh, you know, if the hockey game ends and there's a basketball game or a concert tomorrow, I was one of those guys that can have converted the floor from, uh, from hockey to basketball and vice versa. And let me oh, tell wow. you. Terrible job. Terrible. Like, the absolute worst job I've ever had. I mean, if you guys have ever seen one of those changeovers before, you know, MSG, Boston, you know, big city like that, they got about a 30, 40-man crew that does it. We had about 15 guys, and we would, you know, you start after the event's over about about 10 o'clock. You know, we roll out of that place 3, 4 in the morning. Um, so I'm sure it's a lot better to be on, like, the MSG crew than it was a little little small city like Raleigh, but... Uh, no, I did not get a ring. I was a lowly uh, minimum wage employee doing that job. Got some nice game tickets out of the deal, but that's about it. All right. Now, I was going to want to see the ring if we did another video. <laughs> I was going to want to see it. Um, no, I, ring, I, mean, but I did, I did get to touch the Stanley Cup, though. Not during the festivities. It was, you know, it was a couple of weeks later at the uh, Jim Valvano uh, annual black tie uh, cancer benefit that they do. The Stanley Cup was on hand, so I did get to uh, okay. hold the Stanley Cup, and I had a nice conversation with uh, Jim Pritchett, the, uh, you know, one of the keepers of the cup. In fact, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't, mean, I don't mean to take your time, but you know what? I'll save this Go story for, for next week. Um, okay. All right. All right. All right. Real, real quick story. Did you guys – did you guys know that uh, you know the two keepers of the cup, the two guys that are always with the uh, with the cup at all times? That's because yeah. of the New York Rangers. They told me this. Um, yeah. You know the Rangers when they won it in '94, they took it everywhere. They took it to Yankee Stadium. They took it to nudie bars. They dropped it down the steps at Yankee Stadium. They sent it back to Toronto to get fixed. Uh, the Rangers yeah. did a number on it, um, and because of that, starting in '95 with the Devils, because of what the Rangers did to the cup, that is when you had that. Uh, you know, that the guardian of the cup with it 24 hours a day, no matter where it went, that was in response to the Rangers the year before. True story. Yep. Right. I, I have heard that too. And I don't know if I should be embarrassed or proud, but, uh, you know, I got more <laughs> proud probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, give us a quick minute. Finish up, yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, these four games coming up are, uh, you know, they should be Seattle. They should be Columbus. Minnesota is a good team. Minnesota can wrap you up and, and, uh, and, and they've got a good defense. Uh, so, you know, that could be a tough game. Uh, 
especially with, like we say, with the Henrik Knight and everything, the team can be a little distracted. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens there. And just one, one last funny story I got to tell you about Kreider. Uh, when Kreider scored the other night, got his 30th, uh, my phone rings, and it's uh, the friend of mine that I used to sit with, uh, who we talk all the time during games. Uh, and uh, he, he's been uh, part Kreider defender, uh, fan, apologist, whatever, over the years. So I pick up the phone before I could even say hello. He says, so are you happy or pissed? And I said, I'm pissed. Where has this been since 2012? Um, but I think a lot may have something to do with it. But I also think uh, very interesting because we were talking, besides the fact that he seemed to really look inside himself uh, and uh, do some introspective thinking uh, that you know maybe has brought this out in him, uh, one thing that's pretty good is that a lot of guys have a year like this in a contract year, and he just signed, you know, that long-term contract, and, and I think he's, in a way, reacting to the, the fate that the team put in him, and I think he's proud of that, and uh, I think it's a compliment to him that, uh, you know, if that's the case, that, um, you know, it's something you got to be uh, uh, really respectful of, that, he, that he's doing that now, and I think part of that, too, is Mika signed, and and they're obviously very good friends. They know they're going to be here together for a long time. I think it's a lot of things that, that are going into making him be what he's been this year. And uh, obviously, we're all real happy about it. Glenn, man, thank you very much. We'll see you next week on the uh, post game versus the Panthers. And Donald, man, uh, thank you for joining the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud with Scott, Glenn, and RP. Your final thoughts, sir, uh, heading into the next week of games. Man. I will say. Uh, and I think you can take three and three. Like you guys said, uh, I think the Lundquist night is going to be a little distracting. Um, that's going to be a rough one. Minnesota's a good team. Like you guys said, we got a good defense. And uh, the whole delay before the game and everything, what that always causes problems. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're looking good. I, I think we can take three and three. I hope we do. Uh, but uh, the Lundquist game definitely worries me. And uh, as far as uh, the, the Kreider thing, one more thing, I I, mean, uh, just gonna, I, I was going to say what uh, what you guys said as far as Nika. I think that's been to like in uh, the season he's having, and the fact that you know they all that kind of finally has that big center. You know, I mean, he, he hasn't had Nika the whole time, obviously. Um, and then, uh, if I can just touch on one thing, uh, I mean, kind of we haven't really discussed it, and I haven't really heard it. Uh, anybody else just totally confused by this uh, this crash doll situation? I mean. What's going on with this guy? I mean, I feel like I'm wasting this kid. Uh, I feel like we could use him now. And uh, so I just want to touch on that quick. You know, um, I feel like we just buried this kid. And uh, I know like he uh, acted a little childish when it came to the demotion. I feel he should have made the team out of, out of camp personally. Uh, I know he acted childish and whatnot, but I feel like we just buried this guy. It was ruining his value horribly. I mean, if we're not gonna, if we're not gonna have on the team, for for nothing, it's just the whole situation with Philly today. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that next week because we haven't talked about that in a while. We've been uh, up and down with Kratzoff and how he came into camp and coming back from the KHL. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this just, is right wasted The after. whole situation is the funnels me. Yeah. You know, just the yeah. whole, I mean, the we, whole we situation. 
Yeah, we hey, probably Steve, could deep dive into that. But we got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. Real quick, Glenn. We got to wrap Steve, up. Steve, I know we got to go. One last thing. Maybe the good thing about Friday night against Minnesota with the Hendrick ceremonies, the game time is 8 o'clock, and the Rangers haven't started playing until 8 o'clock, even with 7 o'clock start. So maybe that's in our favor. I'm actually okay with the team. I'm, if the team comes out strong early and fizzles out later in the game, I'm not. I'm actually in favor of how we play when we come back in and, and score against teams and stuff like that. So I'm actually for that. I'm actually – I don't mind the slow starts as long as you can make your comebacks. They did it in all the games except for – they even kind of tried to make it late versus Carolina, but I didn't, I didn't think – they could hold up uh, with, with, with Gorkyov in that. Like, if Shosturka was in there, maybe, but not not Gorkyov because he's going to give up the uh, extra goal that would have put it away. But good episode. Uh, follow Ring, uh, uh, Ranger Proud on uh, Forever Blue Shirts, Empire Sports Media, and, of course, on Twitter and his Facebook page. For Glenn, for Scott, for Donald, for RP, myself, Steve, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We'll be on next Tuesday after the game versus the Panthers. That's a big game right there, man. So, Andrea, so ladies and gentlemen, bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.